part of the problem with smoking is that I get really bad dry mouth. <laughs> so, what was I just saying? You've been smoking the devil's blood, <laughs> is what saying. Sanus Lapidus. Welcome to the Mickey Mouse Greenhouse. I'm KK. And I'm Wiggles. And we're here to review Disney Channel original movies. DCOM. To see if they get a puff or a pass from us in 2020. And we're getting <sighs> down to the wire here in 2020. <laughs> I'm going to have to make a new sign-on. Well, I know. KK, literally every week you're like, oh my gosh, 2020. <laughs> hey, this year has been the longest decade in my life. And... <laughs> Honestly, I need you to appreciate how existentially crazy 2020 has been. It has been crazy. Do you guys remember that the president got impeached this year? That happened this season of America. (laughs) Like, America has jumped the shark in 2020. But, you know, we're here to keep you grounded with something that you didn't know that you were going to need this year. And that's reviews of Disney Channel original movies. And we hope you've enjoyed them. We hope that you enjoyed it. Wait, wait, wait. We need some cowbell. We need some cowbell. We need more cowbell. <laughs> Insert like a cowbell clip here. I'll I'll try to. I'm not really good at this, as you guys it's can okay. tell. But I will add in some, you know, air horns or something for the fact that not you not us, but you, the listeners, have pushed us over one thousand listens. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know what other podcasts are doing or what they feel like is an important number of listens, but I know that a thousand listens is a lot because I know each and every person who we reached out to, who took a chance to listen to it and came back around to it because they liked it. So I appreciate each and every one of you for each and every second that you listened, uh, every friend that you passed along to. Even if you just know, took a couple of seconds where you're taking a shit and you're like, hey, let's listen to some greenhouse. <laughs> Do that. We appreciate it. Um, it's It's been like, I feel like we've celebrated every listen. It's like every morning we get up and we're like, have you looked at the anchor charts today? <laughs> we love it, honestly. It, it gives us a lot of joy knowing that you know, we're making something and it's, you know, out in the ether and you guys are enjoying it and listening to it and liking and subscribing and interacting and hopefully watching some of these DCOMs because they are great. And we have another great DCOM for you this week. We have to bring it back down to reality. We had our tea break. Yeah, Drumline was great, but we're back to the decoms. We're back to the decoms. We're back to, you know, the content that brought us here. (laughs) And this one was one of my favorites growing up. And it is Up, Up, and Away. Up, Up, and Away. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not familiar with this decom. I don't think I've seen it. And, yeah, it didn't ring any bells. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever even heard of it. Oh, yeah. So And you've been talking about this. I've been talking about this one. This was one of my favorite decoms growing up. Yeah. Uh, one, because I'm a little boy and I love superhero stuff. Always have, always will. This movie also featured one of my favorite actors, Robert Townsend, who at the time was in a bunch of stuff. I was watching him on The Parenthood, 
But Robert Townsend is a legendary director, producer, comedian, actor. What um, else? He's been in everything. He's been in so much stuff. The Five Heartbeats. He directed uh, Eddie Murphy's Raw. He's like he he directed he directed so much, um, acted in so much, um, including uh, superhero movie Meteor Man, which kind of gave him a little bit of a. A little experience to draw from for this one. Superhero roles. <laughs> but also some other notable roles. Uh, Kevin Connolly, who a lot of people may remember as Eric from Entourage. Mm-hmm. He's here as the villain Malcolm. So he has a prominent role in this film. And also a cameo by the late, great Sherman Helmsley as Grandpa, a.k.a. the Steel Condor. Yeah. So this was really one of the more uh, fun casts that we had for a decom. Yeah. So shall we get into it? Yeah, let's get into our synopsis. Let's do it. I'm going to take a glass of water. Okay, so we start off the movie at a soccer match four days before our main protagonist, Scott's birthday. He's the middle child in a family of five with his superhero mom, warrior woman, superhero dad, bronze eagle, superhero brother Adam Silver Charge and little sister Molly who has not been yet assigned her name but has the superhero powers of like lighting shit on fire and x-ray vision. So Scott is about to turn 14 and he's really looking forward to it not only because is he having a party but also because at 14 is when his powers should have kicked in. And so, even though, like, people are trying to reassure him that it's okay, like, some people get their powers the last minute, he is kind of noticing it. But either way, his friend comes over with uh, some zucchini bread, Randy, and and the whole family freaks out. And we're like, what, what is that? He's just carrying, like, this thing wrapped in foil, and he's like, oh, it's zucchini bread. And they're like, oh, just put, just put it on the table. Just put it on the table. And it turns out that because they're superheroes, they're allergic or, like, foil is, like, their repellent. It, like, steals their powers from them, which we'll later find out. So on their way to school, they pick up their friend Amy, who Scott has a crush on, but he doesn't know that she's also interested in him. When they get to school, they have a guest who I wrote down his name was Mr. Quinn, but KK is saying his name is Malcolm. Yeah. Okay, so I'll call him Malcolm. I I think the teacher introduced him as Mr. Quinn, and I kind of just like went with that. But we meet Malcolm, who's there to talk about, one, the generous donation of a bunch of computers that he made to them. And then two, about a new computer software system for doing their homework and learning about the environment. They're all so excited, but what they don't know is that Malcolm is here with an ulterior motive. And so the next day we get a hint at exactly what Malcolm's ulterior motive is. When Malcolm, excuse me, heads down to the bank and says that he wants to withdraw the money. <laughs> and They're like, you have $2 in your account. Yeah, when they say, like, yeah, you have uh, $2 in your account, he says, uh, no, check again. And when they do, they notice that Malcolm has hacked the system and uploaded 
a computer program that hypnotizes people called Earth Protectors. And with all the tellers hypnotized, Randy commands them to just hand over the cash. So they start handing over... Malcolm. Excuse me. <laughs> Not Randy's Randy. A little kid. Randy's a little kid. So Malcolm demands that they just start handing over the cash. And so they start filling up duffel bags with thousands of dollars in cash. Before one of the tellers kind of shakes loose after someone sneezes and, and notices what's going on. And so Malcolm has to run off and barely escapes with all the money. And so when Malcolm gets back to his lair, we find out that the Earth Protector software isn't designed for adults. It's only designed for kids' minds. And so it's really dangerous to try to use it on adults. But, you know, like, how can you take over the world by using the minds of teenagers? Well, we're about to find out. And so while the uh, bank tellers are hypnotized, uh, an alert goes to uh, Dad's phone, and you know Dad has to drop the kids off because of an emergency. Wink, wink, and goes behind the bushes and changes into a superhero uniform as the Bronze Eagle, and you know flies off to you know fight Dane, you know uh, to catch these bad guys who are trying to escape this bank robbery, and when they get there. Uh, Warrior Woman's already there because she's got a super cool motorcycle that moves at, I don't know, like the speed of light or something. It's super fast. And they kick the bad guy's ass while squabbling over domestic shit because, you know, family. <laughs> and But by the time they get back home, uh, they, they just, they're starting to have a tough conversation because they don't, they want to know what to do about Scott, Scott's birthday, and Dad, Bronze Eagle, is super excited and wants to throw the biggest birthday bash ever, and, you know, he's wondering what powers Scott's going to get and how powerful he's going to be, and so Mom kind of has to be, you know, the grounded one and say, hey, like, he may not be a superhero, and, you know, we kind of have to, you know, take in that contingent contingency and... You know, anything that we do, we have to, you know, be respectful of him. They decide that they're going to wait a couple days before deciding whether or not they're going to cancel the party. Which, of course, poor Scott overhears and is a little bit disappointed. So the next day, Grandma and Grandpa, a.k.a. Steel Condor, show up before the party and... Scott hears his mom saying that he isn't going to get his powers, but he doesn't want to let them down. As much as this is for him and his powers, it's also about, like, the family legacy. So instead, he concocts a plan. He unscrews the doors from the hinges, and he's, like, coming in from the backyard, and he fakes having super strength by pulling the door off the frame when he's opening it. The whole family's like... <gasps> What just happened? Your powers are coming in. And they're like super, super excited. And then he lies and he's like, yeah, actually, I'm also learning how to fly. And everyone is like starts freaking out even more because apparently that's like the most difficult power, a.k.a. like, I mean, that's like why his mom like has a motorcycle and his brother like has super speed. Like only his dad and his grandpa can fly. And so they all asked to see him fly, and little sister Molly's like, 
yeah Scott fly because she knows that he's lying and he's like oh shit and he goes upstairs and he grabs his soccer ball and he like throws it out the window from the second story and so they go outside they're like ah he hit a tree and like but really he's just hiding out behind like the side of the house and his whole family is like looking up looking for him in the sky and all of a sudden he just like throws himself on the floor to act like like he uh he fell out from the sky and everyone is just like oh my gosh oh my gosh but grandpa is not fooled he's like yo scott you can't be doing this like it's okay you don't have to have a superpower like you need to come clean and Scott's like okay I'll come clean after the party but you know so the whole family is already really excited though and like dad tries to take Scott on flying lessons but like Scott says he's nervous so he takes he takes dad grabs Scott and he's taking him up in the sky and he's like okay just hold on and then when he lets go Scott comes crashing down and the mom and dad saw him figured out that he's lying they're just like you know why why are your powers coming and going like that's not normal so the next day at first for homework Scott puts his new earth protector CD-ROM into his computer all of a sudden he kind of gets like hypnotized and he's like wearing a green shirt and then all of a sudden like he kind of snaps out of the hypnosis and he gets up and his dad's like are you ready for school he's like yeah I just have to change my shirt and then like he shows up to school and everyone in his class is wearing all blue with the exception of one kid who's wearing red and they're like you didn't do your homework ha 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 and the teacher's like what is going on she doesn't she's not in on the earth protectors gang right and so Malcolm though and his cronies are like oh shit it works it's starting to work and somehow they like hack the computers of the jail and release themselves and mom and dad and Adam go to the police station and they're like hey this is kind of weird Adam checks out the computers and like uses his he has like electronic kind of powers he like scans the computers and he doesn't see anything so what's going on yeah he doesn't know so it's finally <laughs> the day for Scott's big party and he gets a super cool superhero outfit to commemorate the big day and a brand new superhero name to commemorate his no super his strength his super strength and his relationship to his mother and father so he's going to be Warrior Eagle. And all these super cool famous superheroes are there showing off their stuff. And, uh, you know, smizing, you know, a lot of cocktails sipping. And all of a sudden, the superheroes pages go off. And there's a woman in a burning building. And what we find out is that Malcolm... So Malcolm, who's uh, kind of the money side of the Earth Protector's outfit, who's constantly trying to use the use the hypnosis for crime, the person who actually developed the software is named Nina, 
And her goal is to protect the planet and to save the Amazon. But now that now that Malcolm knows that the software works perfectly, he doesn't need Nina anymore. So he traps her inside the building and starts the fire, mm-hmm. trying to get rid of all any of the evidence. And up until now, Nina hadn't un, hadn't known that they were using hypnosis to rob the bank and thought that she was going to trick the kids into being more eco-friendly and not turn into little criminals. So everyone at... But, you know, fast forward, uh, flashback to, excuse me, to the party, and everyone's kind of suggesting who should go and save the day. But they all kind of get to the conclusion that, you know, women are burning building, the superhero 101, especially for somebody who has super strength and flying abilities... You know, this shouldn't this should be a no walk brainer. A walk in the park. It should be a walk in the park for even a rookie like Warrior Eagle. And they all say that, hey, like, why don't you go and knock this one out and then come back and tell us all about it? And he's like very resistant. Yeah, very resistant. And since the only person who understands that he's lying is his granddad, who's, you know, not really paying attention right now. And his little sister, who has, you know, would love nothing more than to watch him fall on his face. He has to fake flying with his soccer ball again and hops on his bike and races over to try and save this girl. And once he gets to the scene, it's, you know, chaos. Like, the building is burning down. The fire, the uh, fire department has it closed off. They're trying to see if anyone's inside. But he's able to get by the police line but he isn't much help in saving Nina. They, so he, he makes his way inside the building, and he's pretty resourceful, actually. Like, he uses a fire hose and tries to make a, and tries to make a rope so they can climb down out a window. While everyone is watching them on TV, it becomes painfully obvious that this kid can't fly, and <laughs> everyone here is in grave danger. <laughs> so... Bronze Eagle, you know... Up, up, and away! Yeah, so... So Bronze Eagle flies off to try to save the day in time. He catches them just in time. Yeah, just in time. But unfortunately, Scott's mask falls off in the process of trying to be just a regular non-superhero. And Nina and the Earth Protectors are able to get his mask, do bad things. (laughs) But... Meanwhile, my, uh, mom and dad are just super disappointed with Scott. And, you know, they just wish that he was honest with them. But, you know, to his credit, he's just like, yo, like, how can I be honest? Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, step into these big shoes and it's just hard for me. But in any case, like, he's grounded for the rest of eternity. But he still has to go to school. And when he goes to school, he gets called into the office and uh, gets to, like, meet with the Earth Protectors, uh, and is supposed to meet with the Earth Protectors CEOs or whatever. And for him, he just feels like he went in there and was just went in, sat down, and came out. But he was actually in there for two hours, and they were hypnotizing him to find out all kinds of information because with the use of his mask, they were able to find out the secret identity of not just Scott, but his entire family. Sorry, can I say something really quick? Yeah. 
You got it wrong. I did? Yeah. Because the next assignment is when he steals the money. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. I don't know. I, that's what I wrote. I don't know. You were kind of going off the rip. No, no, no. <laughs> You're right. There, I was riffing. I forgot there was... I also know for a fact because I had to watch the stupid movie. I like... Even though I take notes, I still like to never remember what happened. So I had to watch this movie. That's, that's kind of the downside of smoking weed and watching these movies is that like... If you're too high, you don't remember any of this shit. And I take notes, but honestly, it's like sometimes the timelines just don't match up in my head. And and I thought this too. I felt like this whole scene that actually happened was really unnecessary. But it was really necessary, actually. Yeah. It, it like, so does not. So, not only... So, like, rewind. Rewind. Where, okay, so after getting So after trouble, getting in trouble for not Scott having superpowers... He goes back to school. He gets another Earth Protector's assignment. And this time, Malcolm is just like, hey, kids, steal from your parents. And so he does. But, you know, he's hypnotized. He doesn't remember any of this. But as he's going to school the next day, his little sister is able to x-ray his backpack and see that there's a bunch of money that ain't his. Oh, shit. uh, And belongs to the rest of his family in his backpack. And so... You know, he's in double trouble now because not only did he lie about these superpowers, he's stealing money. And, you know, people can't believe him anymore because he just lied about something so important. Um, And so he has to clear his name. But, you know, what can he do? He goes back to school. You know, his parents have to figure out what's going on. Is he just acting out? Like, what are they going to do? But they try to, you know, be sensitive to the fact that, you know, this may have something to do with him not really having his superpowers because... You know, that happens to be the case. And so the next day at school, he this is when he goes and they call him into the office and hypnotize him for two hours. Yes. And then when he's... And during that time when they're hypnotizing him, they find out about the rest of his family. And so now that they know who the Bronze Eagle is, they give... Excuse me. They give Scott a special Earth Protector's disc that's different from the other discs in the hopes that he will do this homework assignment with his parents. As you okay over there? No, sorry, I had a burp. <laughs> so as Scott is leaving and uh, leaving class, he bumps into Amy. Amy and they switch the mind control disc with one of the normal discs. And so now that Scott has a normal disc and goes back to his family. He's not able to convince them that Earth Protectors is mind control, which he's pretty, you know, he's pretty smart and has figured out that, like, the Earth Protectors disc is what is mind controlling him. He was in the office for all this time because the Earth Protectors, like, he did his homework and doesn't remember stealing this money. Like, it has to be the Earth Protector stuff. But when he puts in the disc, it's just a normal learning... Just compost. A, yeah, just a normal learning software about compost. Meanwhile, Amy's mom, who got the disc that was meant for Scott, Amy's mom robs a bank <laughs> and is on the lam the next day. Yeah. So, you know, a little bit of a... a little bit of a switcheroo there. Yeah. 
So when Amy's mom shows up at the Earth Protector's bunker, Malcolm is pissed. He didn't want Amy's mom. He wanted Scott's family. But the Earth Protectors think quick and send messages to the family's pagers, alerting, alerting them that there's an emergency. Grandpa thinks it's a setup, but the family goes anyway. At school, rumors are going around about Amy's mom, and this is where the whole thing happens, where he goes into the office and watches the disc for two hours. And he puts it all together, and he realizes that he needs to go find his parents. He realizes, like, they're after his family and that his family can help. But it's a, it's a little too late. They already all got there and they already all realize it's an ambush, right? Even Grandpa goes to investigate, even though Grandma was like, why don't you send Superman? And he's... That was just funny. That was a funny scene. Grandpa steel condor throwing shade at Superman. When the family gets there, they realize it's an ambush and that they need to apologize to Scott. However, as soon as they walk in, a cage drops from the ceiling. But it's not just any old cage. It's an aluminum foil cage. Dun, dun, dun. Nina sees all this and is pissed. She tries to explain herself and Malcolm tells her to shut the fuck up. Yeah, so I, I really, I, I really lost part of this movie, but I forget how they're able to convince Nina that they literally did not just try to kill her a couple of scenes ago because she was still confused that these people who literally tried to kill her were bad people. No, they didn't try to kill her. This is what happened. Okay, they tried to kill her in the building. Oh, 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 oh! I thought you meant um, Scott's family. Sorry. No, 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 no. I'm surprised that Nina was, like, trusting Malcolm after uh, yeah. he literally tried to kill her. Nina, you're better than them. Leave. <laughs> anyway. So, Scott, Randy, and Amy just, like, hop on their bikes. and their mountain bikes. Yeah, they just cut school, and they're like, fuck it, we gotta go rescue our families. So, Mom, Dad, and Adam, the, the superpower family, are now being taken over by uh, the Earth Protectors. So not only are they trapped in the cage, the aluminum foil cage, they've now handcuffed them with aluminum foil and are forcing them to watch a specialized mind control program unique to just them that will take away all of their free will. And so when Scott, Randy, and Amy get there, they decide that they need to help the family, but they need to think of a way to bring them back to reality. Yeah, sorry. I feel like I'm like... <laughs> I feel like you don't remember the movie. I like I am, but it's like I don't remember the beats in order. Go for it. <laughs> okay, I saw you struggling. Okay, so they get to the warehouse and they're like, oh my gosh, we need to go in and save my parents and my brother. And, and this is when Amy and Randy find out that Scott's family all has superpowers. They didn't know this before. And so they're like, oh, well, that kind of explains, like, all of these random things that have happened, right? And so, but because Scott doesn't have powers, he's like, yeah, I don't have powers. And Amy's like, duh, I know that because you can't shoot a soccer ball. And, and so they go in and they do what any 
14 year old in 2000 does and they they make booby traps they home alone the shit out of them yeah they home alone this place and this was there was only a couple montages in this movie this was definitely a montage scene like the booby traps and them getting like you know all these funny things happening to the captors it's it's silly but when Nina finally gets to Scott and she has to capture him, she whispers in her in his ear to go along with her plan. So remember, Nina knows that Scott doesn't have superpowers because he almost killed her in the burning warehouse because he didn't, he like, you know, wasn't legit. But and so she's like, I know convinced. you're not a, I know you're not a superhero. So like, just goes along, just go along with this. But and Scott she, has convinced the other bad guys that he's a super duper hero. Yeah. And as long as they keep foil on him, which is actually useless, that he's incapable of fighting them. Yeah. And so Nina ties up Scott with foil, tells him to go along with the plan, and the family starts getting hypnotized. They put a computer in front of them. They're they're doing all this hypnosis hope hypnosis shit. That's like Total mind control. Restructuring the DNA. Like... (laughs) Science words. Mitochondria. (laughs) Is the powerhouse of the cell. (laughs) (laughs) So, they're like watching this movie and it's like, total mind control in 10, 9, 8. And then like, Scott bamboozles them gets a soccer ball starts like you know doing his soccer moves kicks the soccer ball hits the computer computer goes crashing down to the ground sparks are flying total mind control averted I like how it's like it's either like total mind control or like everyone's fine nothing it was like yeah like DNA like resequenced but like yeah, we didn't do the total mind control, so you're basically, like, it's like a long uh, video. It's just like, why, look at your phone for ten minutes. Yeah, so <laughs> then they're able to get out of the foil cage. Mom beats up the Earth Protectors, and Scott has saved the day. Nina asks the family to destroy the rest of the of the CD-ROMs. I don't know why I put GIFs. <laughs> rest of the CD-ROMs, and and she's like, you know what? We're gonna, we gotta save the world, the old save the planet the old-fashioned way like none of this mind control stuff right and and then like vroom adam wipes her memory and then amy tells scott she's like you know what scott i i like you we go to the dance with me like i liked you before but i like you now and scott's like oh my god yes and then adam goes vroom and wipes her memory and then they're about to write, wipe Randy's memory and and Randy's like putting up a fight and mom and dad are like, you know what, he could use, Scott could use like a friend to chat about what he's going through. Like, it would be nice to have kind of someone on the inside, you know, in their bubble. And, and so they decide not to wipe Randy's memory, which like, let's see how that works out, right? Give it a few years. Give it a few months. <laughs> Give it a few months. And then in the final scene, Amy and Scott become co-captains of the soccer team because Amy's the real MVP and votes for Scott. Scott voted for Amy. 
and Randy asked to be like a non-superhero sidekick and scene. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. You explained it better than I could. I know. Because <laughs> I watched it twice. <laughs> but yeah, that was up, up and away. And uh, what are your takeaways? I liked it. I Okay, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Literally within like the first minute of the film, I said to KK, I was like, oh, so he's going to get his superpowers, right? Like, like watch him get his superpowers. I wonder what he's going to get. And so I will say... I was a little sad that he didn't get them. I was I was waiting for the twist of they came in late. Yeah. But it was, was a movie that was about being a hero without superpowers. Yeah. So it was I feel like it was really good that they didn't give him superpowers that it was just like, hey, yeah. he's a hero and he saved the day and he's, he's just not a normal like kid. he just he likes yeah. soccer. He's a normal kid who likes soccer. Yeah. They they could have done it without him. He Solved the mystery. He scored the winning goal. Mm-hmm. He got the girl. She got her mind wiped. <laughs> but no, there also were no real problematic parents, really. No, no problematic characters at all, really. Like there needs to be like some sort of villain in every movie. Yeah, yeah. But like, in... <laughs> and Malcolm was Malcolm was a good villain in so much as he was like a bad dude. Yeah, but he wasn't like he didn't like say anything offensive. He was yeah. He was yeah. yeah. He was just your average white guy. <laughs> he was just a trying to get rich white guy, you know, <laughs> telling people to shut up. <laughs> and, but it was That being said, did we mention how this is like oh, we've mentioned the cast. I was gonna say like this is like a a mostly black film. Yeah, that is also true. So So the fact that like the villain is a white guy. So the villain all the villains are white people. Oh yeah. But sure. you know, the hero is black and the hero's family is black. Most of the other characters are white. Let's keep it a buck. Both yeah. of his, his his crew are white people. His coach is white. His teacher is Asian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were like But the family is black family friends that were black but the family was black and the focus on their black ass family yeah and I felt like that was really cool that it showed like a black family dynamic and it wasn't like the story was about them being black it was just like they are a family they are a family of superheroes mm-hmm. they are a black family of superheroes they express themselves as blackly black ass people but also <laughs> just normal people saving the day as, as normal as you can be for being a superhero, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. Um, I thought it had some pretty funny quotes. Uh, <laughs> the most problematic line of the whole movie was probably, like, uh, I think the dad said something to Malcolm, like, something about kidnapping housewives. And it, the way, it was the way that he said it. He said it like a slur. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that was it. Was like, I, I don't know. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way. The, Malcolm literally had kidnapped a housewife. I know. He had, he had literally done it. Like, he was robbing banks and But he was like, you're mind-controlling kids and kidnapping housewives. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, it's true. like, those two things are like... I don't know. Yeah, like if it was some, like if it was like a dude who goes to work every day, like he, he kidnapped Ted, but like it's fine. Ted's a nine to five. Like. <laughs> but yeah, there were also like some good, 
good quotes like, you don't need to be a superhero to help people. And you don't need superpowers to be a superhero. I just thought that was just yeah. a nice plug. You do need superpowers to be a superhero, though. And you know what I like, too? Is, like, there weren't any villain friends. Or, like, peers, I should say. I don't like it when there's, like, a bully. Yeah, there wasn't a bully. Like, there were, like, sibling, like, you know, kind of funny sibling moments. But, like... Yeah, but his brother was actually, like, super supportive. And, yeah. like, really excited for him to get his power. And his sister's just, like, a little sister. Like, yeah. she's, it's her job to just, like, use her funny superpowers to, like, poke on her brothers. Also, funnier high moments... Any scene with Sherman Helmsley, he is everything. Yes, he we is. love Sherman. Oh, I, something I also thought was funny or high was uh, how like the family only ate vegetables, green vegetables. Yes, so like that's <laughs> the thing. Like their kryptonite was uh, aluminum foil, but they all had to eat green stuff. Green, which juice, is funny because green vegetables, green, green, green. The um. His friend Randy brought over zucchini bread. I wonder if he, like, brought it over knowing how much they like vegetables. Right? Probably, right? Yeah. It's like That's continuity a funny little right twist. there. Look at me. I'm, I've been really, like, detective out here lately. Look at you. Understanding these subtitles. DSI. I shouldn't say my name. DSI Wiggles. <laughs> DCI Wiggles? DCI. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they... Uh, I felt like this is a really fun movie, and, you know, we're at the moment of truth. So, Wiggles, do you think this movie gets a puff or a pass? It is a puff. Definitely it's a puff for me. I feel like this is one of my favorite DCOMs, of the DCOMs it. that we've seen so far. I really and, enjoyed it. Yeah. It's and a, for a DCOM that I hadn't seen, I was surprised. Yeah, and if you're a kid who grew up in the 90s slash early 2000s like me, you know, you're going to see a lot of names that you recognize. And, uh, yeah, it'll be fun to watch them if you're uh, getting smacked and enjoying that, that Disney Plus. So I'd, uh, I'd give it a watch. Yeah. Yeah. So, KK, what else is going on this week? What else are we watching out here? So what else are we watching in oh my these streets. I think that we gotta do it. We gotta give them the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh, we do, we do gotta give them the Lizzie McGuire. I was gonna say, are we gonna do the the road trip release? We may do a road trip release. We are road tripping. Well, we're thinking about doing, like, if you are road tripping to your Thanksgiving destination this year instead of flying, we thought maybe you could use, like, an extra pot. So yeah. So we might we might do like an extra release. Don't hold us to it. Yeah, it just <laughs> we're stoners. We're stoners. We got we got work and shit. You know? Yeah, it's work from home, but it's still work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we gotta. But I, sorry, that's not what I was referring to though. I wanted us to talk about Shit's Creek. <laughs> oh, you wanted us to talk about Shit's Creek. I just wanted to say that we're watching it, and yeah. I think other people who enjoy getting high would also enjoy watching it. I feel like we're late to the party, though, so we might not be telling anyone no, anything. I, I feel like everyone knows it's just Creed's case. <laughs> we just started watching it this week. And uh, also features a DCOM star. Yeah. Yeah, Joycelyn. She was in Twitches. So. Joycelyn? Jocelyn. Joc- Joycelyn. Ancheladas. <laughs> the Ancheladas. <laughs> Alright. I'm KK. And I'm Wiggles. And I'll, we'll see you guys soon. Chat next time.